Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. Yesterday marked the release of the U.S. Federal Reserve Minutes. December uh, Fed meeting, Tyler, showed that no Fed members thought it would be appropriate to cut interest rates in 2023. All of them in their forecast for rates raised the path of their funds rate relative to where they were in September. A restrictive stance most officials believe was needed until they were confident inflation was coming back towards their target. This is one of the most watched data points in the world. And yes, it does impact the crypto markets. At the moment, it is primarily used to give bankers and other traditional financial investors an edge. They love to make it seem really complicated so that you have to pay them or someone else in the financial markets to get this kind of edge. Well, everyone who listens to this call until the end will know. Number one, what the significance of Federal Reserve meetings are. Number two, why these meetings exist or why the Fed has this power in the first place. Number three, how these meetings impact the crypto markets. And number four, how you as a crypto investor or trader can use these meetings to your advantage. Fun fact, pretty much everything you need to know about how the Fed impacts crypto is explained in this image. Probably means very little to you right now, but just you wait until the end of this call. Number one, what the significance of Federal Reserve meetings are. Each month, the Federal Reserve shares a series of data points with the market in an effort to be more transparent re its dealings. These data points include a statement, a press conference, and minutes. What happened yesterday is that the FOMC minutes were released. I see so many headlines when the minutes are released that say that there was just an FOMC meeting. Wrong. Notice that the minutes always come a few weeks after the meeting or statement. All these data points, the statements, the minutes are highly watched and influence the market. Data shows the impact the FOMC minutes and statements have on the overall market. In terms of the magnitude of the effect of the minutes, this is similar to the financial effect of macroeconomic release such as the ISM manufacturing index, but is smaller than the market-induced effect by the release of the FOMC statement and non-farm payrolls. Now let's talk about how the statements differ from the minutes. The FOMC minutes provide a detailed summary of the FOMC discussion and inform the public and Congress about the full range of policymakers' views and debate about monetary policy issues, including the diversity of views. And if we were to compare the statement with the minutes, we would see that the minutes are far more detailed, so they are more useful for analysts when impacting the stance of the Federal Reserve. We are now ready to move on to section two, why the Federal Reserve exists or why they have this power in the first place, which is going to help us get to how crypto traders and investors can use all this. Did you ever ask yourself why all these meetings exist? or why the Fed has the power to make these market-moving events or speeches in the first place. Did you ever ask yourself, who voted for the Fed? They have so much impact, 
but aren't actually democratically elected. Do you even know the names or the background of these people who decide the fate of the global economy? It actually used to be the case that the government chose economic policy. However, this gave way to partisan cycles. A fancy way of saying that economics shouldn't be driven by political incentives. Because you can imagine what happened. The economy was doing really badly, and slap bam, as soon as it's re-election time, the economy is booming. Politicians were using economic policy to try get ahead and get re-elected. So, we all soon realised that economic policy making had to be separate from politics. Then came central banks and independent monetary policy. Monetary policy is primarily focused on the management of interest rates and the total supply of money in circulation. Central banks generally carry it out, and in the US it is carried out by the Federal Reserve, which is usually abbreviated as the Fed. So, it's time to talk about that image. Monetary policy requires striking a balance between price stability and maximum employment. In other words, striking a balance whereby the growth of the economy does not come at the cost of price instability or inflation. And this is more than just a nice idea. In fact, this is the Federal Reserve's dual mandate. In other words, there are two reasons or permissions to exist. Stable prices, maximum employment. This means they are tasked with ensuring that the prices you pay for goods and services remain relatively stable over time and that everyone who wants a job in the US economy can find one. So their job is to achieve price stability and maximum employment. Their tool is monetary policy. How does monetary policy help them to achieve their goal? And also, why is there a wooden plank? Let's see, and don't forget, all of this is leading back to the crypto markets. Monetary policy is either expansionary or contractionary. Expansionary monetary policy refers to making interest rates lower. When interest rates are lower, it makes sense to borrow money. It's cheaper to borrow and there is less reward for saving. If more people are borrowing money, the result is that consumers and businesses have more money to spend. This in turn causes employment and other areas of the economy to grow. The process of lowering interest rates by increasing the money supply is what we refer to as expansionary monetary policy. However, the more the economy grows, the more prices get higher and the more inflation there is, whereby inflation is when prices are so high that it hurts the economy. So, looking at the plank, when unemployment goes down, so that side of the plank goes down, price instability goes up, we get more inflation. So you can't have it both ways, you have to pick one or the other. Similarly, when you drive inflation down, unemployment is going to go up again. And the process of making interest rates higher is what we refer to as contractionary monetary policy. When interest rates are higher, it makes more sense to save money, it's more expensive to borrow, and there is more reward for saving. If people are saving money, consumers and businesses have less to spend. This in turn causes employment and other areas of the economy to shrink. The process of raising interest rates by decreasing the money supply is referred to as contractionary monetary policy. So, contractionary monetary policy wants to increase price stability, but this comes at the cost of less employment. When it comes to price stability, the Fed's acceptable inflation rate is around 2% or a bit lower. 
This is the rate that is regarded as most consistent with the Federal Reserve's mandate for maximum employment and price stability. So when it comes to deciding how to adjust things, they look at that 2% price stability target. Wednesday's Federal Reserve meeting needs to be understood in the context of where this plank is at the moment. When coronavirus hit, the primary concern was the employment side of the equation. Rates were cut like crazy to keep the economy growing. But the more it grew, or unemployment went down, the more prices went up, 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 and way past that 2% level to ridiculous crazy levels. So now the Fed needs to focus on price stability. They are increasing interest rates, which hurts employment, but gets price stability back. And that is echoed here. Fed officials see higher rates for some time ahead. According to Wednesday's minutes, Federal Reserve officials are committed to fighting inflation and expect higher interest rates to remain in place until more progress is made, according to the minutes. At a meeting where policymakers raise their key interest rate another half a percentage point, they express the importance of keeping restrictive policy in place while inflation holds up unacceptably high, so they're really trying to come back down to that 2% inflation no matter the cost. A number of participants emphasise that this would be important to clearly communicate that a slowing in the pace of rate increase was not an indication of any weakening of the committee's resolve to achieve its price stability goal or a judgement that inflation was already in a persistent downward path. The minutes reflected those sentiments, noting that no FOMC members expect rate cuts in 2023 despite market pricing. And the minutes are acutely aware of that exact plank scenario we talked about. On the one hand, the Fed doesn't keep rates high long enough and allows inflation to fester. So price instability keeps going up, similar to the experience in the 1970s. And scenario two, the Fed keeps restrictive policy in place too long and slows the economy too much. So we see that the rate of unemployment just keeps crashing, potentially placing the largest burdens on the most vulnerable groups of the population. No real indication of what the Fed is thinking of for the next meeting on February 1st, but in December, they saw an economy that was still running too hot in terms of the labor market and inflation that was still unacceptably high. They did face a concern, however, that with most of the credit impulse that they had put into place yet to hit the economy, they had two risks. One, tighten too little and let inflation and expectations go up too much, tighten too much, and risk recession. And here's another thing to know about those meetings. Whilst they are driven by data, they also involve human beings who have opinions regarding on that plank of wood. Everyone has a side of the plank that they think is more important than the other. And based on the side they pick, they have a funny name. Hawks care primarily about price stability. That means they are willing to sacrifice employment to maintain price stability. Doves, on the other hand, are willing to tolerate some price instability for more stable employment. If we look at the members of the FOMC, we can see that pretty much everyone is a hawk. So, more often than not, they are going to be targeting price stability. 
now that we understand the ins and outs of this tool, we're going to move on to exactly how it impacts crypto. So number three, how do these meetings impact the crypto markets? The way rates impact crypto is to do with the decisions investors make based on the current interest rate environment. As we have discussed, when interest rates rise, there is a shrinkage of the money supply, a shrinking of the Fed's balance sheet, and a price increase for individual and business borrowing. When the money supply shrinks and price increases get put on business and individuals, there's a lowering of public company valuations, thus causing their stocks to decline and less disposable income for regular folk to invest. This causes them to stop purchasing or even selling assets such as stocks and crypto for fixed income investments like bonds. This is because when interest rates rise, the promised return on government bonds is higher, thus causing investors to flock to safe haven, risk-off assets like bonds. So when interest rates are higher, there is more of a risk-off appetite. People don't want to borrow money, they're more likely to save money, they're more likely to go for bonds which offer higher returns, and generally there is less appetite for risky assets like stocks and crypto. Cryptocurrency has often been touted as a cure-all for what ails you, whether that's inflation, low interest rates, lack of purchasing power, devaluation of the dollar, and so on. Those positives were easy to believe in as long as crypto was rising, seemingly regardless of other assets. Crypto assets had been seen previously as an inflation hedge, but recently they have acted more like other risk assets, such as stocks. Higher rates will therefore be a headwind for crypto assets going forward, and the minutes reveal that higher rates is exactly what we're going to have in 2023. Indeed, cryptocurrencies responded to reduce liquidity, as did other risky assets, by falling when the Fed announced in November 2021 its intention to raise rates. So similar to stocks, as soon as we found out higher rates are happening, risky assets like crypto crashed. And then throughout 2022, as the Fed aggressively followed through. And to make matters worse, high-profile blow-ups of individual cryptocurrencies and exchanges such as FTX have hammered traders' confidence in virtual assets. So the good stuff, number four, congratulations if you've made it this far. How do you, as a crypto trader or investor, use this information to your advantage? So we've established that when interest rates are higher, crypto tends to suffer. What if I told you there is a tool that keeps track of every Fed meeting coming up assigns probabilities of what that outcome will be and is constantly updated in real time. Unfortunately, there isn't such a tool. Of course there is. Let me show you. The CME group provides a Fed watch tool. It shows all the upcoming meetings and the probability of different sizes of interest rate increases or even decreases. So for example, the next meeting is on the 1st of February, 2023. And according to this tool, we're looking at either a 25 basis point or 50 basis point interest rate increase. So both are increases, but note that 25 basis points is priced in at 64%, whereas 50 basis points is priced in at 36%. So with my crypto hat on, I am looking at this and thinking 25 basis points looks more likely 
It's a smaller increase, so it's better news for crypto, and I might expect to see some relief for the cryptocurrency markets on the 1st of February. And if I want to see how events like the Fed Minutes have impacted the outlook, I can check out their overtime tracker. One week ago, the probability of a 25 basis point increase, the better scenario for crypto, was priced in at 73%. Fast forward to today, it's 64%. So something has made the markets think that we're not going to get a lower interest rate increase. And of course, this factor is the minutes. So not only does this tool give you the most likely scenarios, it also lets you see the impact of certain events on those probabilities. And of course, another tool which will be useful for cryptocurrency investors and traders is this account, Market Meditations. Thank you for listening. Au revoir. I will catch you tomorrow.